interrupt this program to bring you a special salt report. Hello and welcome to the Salt Report, where two of the internet's saltiest nerds dish out all their salt regarding video games, cosplay, comics, movies, and all things nerdy. I am Kay, and recording with me tonight is Jesse. Yo! It's been a minute. It We had some stuff to do. Well, first of all, in our defense, the holidays hit us like a truck, and then- it, They sure did. They sure fucking did. And then we got back, but then I was going to visit Kay, um, which we will talk about, and then I got sick. Um... Yeah, it was kind of like a, like, 52-car pileup there for a little while, because it was like, we had one reason, like, we didn't record the week before you came, because you were busy packing, and then I think the week before that, we didn't record either for other reasons, and then um, the week after, you were sick, and it's just, the stars were not in alignment for us. stars, not aligned, can't do it. Can't do it, not today. Um, um, yeah, but sorry, you know, we're back. We're back. We're back. Um, and the sponsor of hearts is cloud and drag. My prettiest boy. Because he looks beautiful. Yeah. I, I love, I said on Twitter that I love that his, uh, braids still look like crappy clipping extensions, even in high <laughs> def. They were like, that's important that it just looks like his hair, but then they also clipped in it to extensions at the end. Um, like back when I wasn't hair thinking. was popular. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about cosplaying Walmart Cloud until now. Could you? So. I mean, nobody saw it coming. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, he looks great. And I just, I love the whole beauty that surpasses gender speech the person dressing him was giving. Um, and also that he, that he looks so fucking awkward the whole time. To be honest, if someone put me in, if someone did that to me right now, that is how I would look. Um, sometimes I look at pictures of me being high femme and I was like, that was fucking exhausting. I don't know how I did that. Uh, so I definitely, uh, appreciated that, but I'm like, Cloud is so beautiful no matter how he is dressed. And I love all the fan art people are drawing of him being into it. Yeah. It's great, where he's just like, wow, I look great. I look wonderful. I also, I was talking to Asalia um, about, uh, my, my friend, um, about how, uh, like, the, 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 the three dresses, of the three dresses, I like that, I really liked Aerith's, I liked Aerith's whole look, I thought it was like a really good nod to the first low poly version um while also being like really in keeping with her kind of romantic character aesthetic you know um i liked that they made cloud's outfit look like a mother of the bride outfit like i don't know how else to explain it like it's got big mother of the bride vibes um or like first junior high dance vibes you know uh and the only dress please don't attack me the only dress i thought was kind of like why was tifa's not because of the titties i love the titties before you all start throwing things at me and going boo jesse titty window i love the titties the titties are not my problem with that dress my problem with that dress is that it didn't scream tifa to me and like i somehow somehow her low poly dress was more tifa than this dress um especially since they didn't like do anything with her hair or anything it was just kind of like she was just awkwardly wearing this dress um 
But other than that, I don't have any... I, I mean, it's the same color, so at least there's that. Uh, but other than that, I don't have any crit- critiques of it. I, I enjoy it, so... I feel like they were all in the spirit of the original Walmart scene, at least. Like, because Cloud's dress in the original scene is, like, like the low-poly model has, like, the big poofy sleeves yeah. and is, like, very princessy um, and sort of not fashionable. Um, and it looks sort Tifa's of dated. is short in the, um, in the low-poly model and has Yeah, this, I want to say it's, like, a tube-top dress in the low-poly model. And it has this, like, cool belt thing. Though, what I was talking to my friend about, like, if I was going to design something for Tifa... Um, I, I put a titty window in there. Don't worry before y'all start freaking out about Jesse hating titty windows. I don't. Sometimes I have the same shitty taste as straight men. Um, but like, I just kind of maybe with the top part of it would have gone for something kind of like racer backed, almost like, a like kind of shaped like a little athletic with maybe like, um, those like, you know how they have, uh, the defined seams where the seam is an element of the design, um, that they do a lot in like sportswear, but they also tend to do in like the kind of like two toppy dresses too. Uh, and then the, that would have been fine for me. Like, I just, I, like, like I said, I don't think it's ugly or anything. I just, I just like some, some of her personality in there. Like, I think because they captured, they captured so well, uh, Cloud's dress and um, Aerith's dress. I thought Aerith looked fucking beautiful and also like very much within her uh, what do you like I said, she's kind of, rom- even her daily clothes are very romantic um, so it was just like that stepped up but I like yeah, and I'm, you know I'm a big fan about being able to see um um, fabric textures yeah. And there was a lot of that in this video. Yeah. Eric's looked like it was either like really satiny or like a velvety texture. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Aerith I'm sighing. I'm sorry, y'all. Aerith looked like uh like I'm I would just not speak to her at a party. Not because I don't like her, <laughs> but because I, I I'm gay. You know that scene in the third Harry Potter movie where he goes to sit, take a sip of his pumpkin juice and like... And spits it out. Yeah, because Cho Chang like waves at him or something. That'd be fucking yes. me. Aerith smiles at me. Juice goes all over the front of me. She looks really beautiful. She looks really beautiful, yeah. Yeah, anyway, that's the sponsor in our hearts. I'm just, I could not possibly be more excited. For Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, and with that, we'll move into our pre-salt. There's a lot of stuff I'm going to kind of go through really quickly before Jesse and I start in on our uh, combined salt. Um, I got... My botanist level 80. Yeah, grow them plants. 14. Grow them plants. Or cut them down. Cut them down. Either way. Eat, um, get them for food. <laughs> gather. I um, talked the last time Jesse visited about how my PlayStation 2 was broken. The um, laser had worn out. And um, I guess I finally just decided that today's the day. And I ordered a replacement part off of Amazon it's not even expensive. It was it was less than twenty dollars for this piece, um, and so it's definitely less expensive than buying a whole ass new PS2. Um, and 
or even for that matter, paying somebody else to put this in. But I, yeah, it came in and I cracked it open and replaced the laser. I did end up losing one of the tiniest fucking screws. I spent like 20 minutes with a magnet going over my carpet trying to find it. I don't know why I didn't put them in a dish. I feel really stupid, but I um, hot glued that piece down. <laughs> I saw that Twitter breakdown and I was like... Yeah. I was like, I, I was like, I guess it can't get any more fucked up. I didn't want to. I was like, I'm not touching that. That I cannot make this any better. Kay just needs to go through the stages of grief. <laughs> <laughs> but I hot glued that piece down. Um, I should probably go in with a stronger glue sometime, but so far it's okay, and um, it works. I did. I played like half an hour's worth of Soul Reaver 2 just to test it, and it seemed fine. But I did notice when I pulled the disc out that it had a ring of uh, light scratches around the outside, which can happen, and it's a problem with the tape that plugs into the laser mm. um, sticking up too much, and you you literally just have to, like, fold it down more. Mm. Um, so I haven't tested it since then. I've been kind of busy, so... Next time, I'll just test it with a game I care less about. Yeah, fair enough. Um, like Blood Omen 2. Fuck that game. I don't care if that one gets scratched all to hell. But uh, Tell them about my favorite review with the old lady. Oh, yeah. There was this one review on the replacement part for um, the PS2. Because I, I was reading the reviews because I wanted to make sure that it wasn't, you know, a scam. Um, and make sure it was the right piece and everything. And one of the re- top reviews was this... Uh, from someone purporting to be a, like, 72-year-old woman who just loves the shit out of Jack and Daxter. She doesn't really play video games. She just likes Jack and Daxter. So when her PS2 bu- was busted, she was real sad. She couldn't play Jack and Daxter anymore. But she went on Amazon and she found this this component. And even she was able to open up her PS2 and replace the piece. And she actually mentioned the tape thing mm-hmm. in her review, which is how I knew about it. And she's just thrilled, because now she can play the only video game she likes again. And I was like, you know what? That old lady can do it. So can I. I was just, so, like, high-key, like, a little emotional. <laughs> it was adorable. So I just, cute. you know, love seeing people excited about things they love. Yeah. So, um, it was great. But yeah, my PS2 works again. Uh, that's awesome. And hopefully it will have a nice long life. Um. I also um, was browsing Party Finder in 14, which I sometimes do if I'm especially bored, um, and saw an Innocence Extreme learning party, and I was like, YOLO. So I joined it um, and watched a video, and I will say, like, Innocence Normal is pretty overwhelming. There's a lot of AoEs. Uh, and, like, unusually patterned AoEs, and a lot of them stack up. Um, but they so do it can have... get pretty... Oh, sorry. I was just gonna say, they do have the good grace to be very well telegraphed in the normal fight, at least. Yeah. Mm. Um, and Innocence Extreme is more of that. Um, the AoEs have more complicated patterns, they stack up more, you have less time to react to them, which is typical for extreme fights. Um, and when I watched the video, I was so overwhelmed by all of the information that I had to take in, um, which 
is also typical for a lot of those extreme fights. Like, you know, I just, you watch a video and you're like, this is so much. And then you get in and you're like, oh, okay. Okay. Okay, I get it. Um, and that was kind of the case with this. The one that was really fucking me up in the video was one where two DPS get a spread out marker on their head. And you have to kind of like, one has to go to the west edge and one has to go to the east edge in kind of like a V shape. Um, and then you have to immediately turn and run back towards the center again in sort of like a, a V shape. Um, because the AoEs fan out in like three different directions. So if you go back in, in at like an angle, you'll miss it. But you have to do it really quickly. Yeah. Um, but it was really confusing when I watched it on the video. But once I got in there, it was very easy to understand, thankfully. Um, there's also a lot of stuff with like a a bow tie AOE um, where he kind of like shoots it across and then it whips back around. Um, <laughs> that one gets people in normal all the time. I was telling you, I yeah. think that I was, I've it's, seen people it's get worse fucking in wrecked extreme. in normal. Yeah. It's much worse in extreme. It's, it's sort of a larger AOE pattern. Um, in the normal version, it's a bit smaller. Um, but it also is kind of interesting. There's two things that is kind of interesting about that fight. One is that the normal version has a boss door because it's a story fight. Yeah. And in the extreme version, they just get rid of that and you just start out fighting innocence immediately. Um, the DPS check in innocence normal is harder <laughs> um, because it has more like components to it. Um, so honestly, like our first pull, we got him down to 49% which is really good. And then a bunch of people rage quit because apparently they can't read. We're going to talk about that later. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, then we got new party members and we cleared him in another three polls. So it's, it's actually like compared to other extreme fights, that one was actually pretty easy to pick up. Um, if you're interested in doing extreme primals and you don't want to do the really old ones, innocence is probably a good starter point. Titania extreme is a much harder fight in my opinion. Um, I have not done Hades yet. I actually tried to do Hades after that one, but um, it was it was called Learning Party First Timers Welcome, but they bumped up the item level requirement um, because you need to be 450 to get into Hades Extreme normally, but they had it set at 455, and my highest eye level was 452. So I, I, was, I don't know what the fuck that was about. Um, it kind of seems like maybe first-timers weren't welcome, or maybe they were trying to be, like, only first-timers that have bothered to get fully augmented uh, Deep Shadow gear. Oh, that would probably not take you beyond 455, but still, like, first-timers um, with an asterisk next to it yeah. are allowed. It's kind of what it felt like. But anyway, um, I'm working on my Deep Shadow gear now, and I'm 453. So God, maybe by the time 5.2 drops, what? I said I also have to work on my deep shadow gear. Well, when you can only get 450 tombstones per week, it's kind of annoying. But yeah, um, if you do, a lot, I do a lot of Roulette's tank now, um, mm -hmm. which helps because a lot of times tank is the adventurer and needs so you can get extra tombstones. But still, you can only get 450 per week, and it takes 825 to get just the coat or the pants. So that ta it takes two weeks to get those, essentially. I need um, them, though, because I'm not a good tank, as we'll find out later. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, 
Now we can talk about our combined pre-salt. You. Jesse can visit me. I did. A week two ago. Kay let me in her house. Again, the fool. <laughs> <laughs> and it was snowing. Um, well, not it was there, proper, but there was snow. I, I haven't posted this picture because it's so ugly that I took outside, but I think I should post it. But I was walking outside and there's a picture of me basically what my face was the entire time I was experiencing snow. And it's so ugly, but I should post it anyway. There wasn't a lot of snow in the valley, but we made a trip up to Park City um, where there was like a good three feet of snow on the ground. <laughs> it seemed like um, there was, we went out for a walk and at one, and it, at one point we passed like a cemetery and all the tombstones were almost completely covered by the snow. So they had, it had to be like two feet at least. Yeah. That was so Um, funny because I was with your friend and I like, didn't even think about it, but I was like, this cemetery covered in snow is fucking rad. And I was like, Oh, some people (laughs) might like find that offensive. But your friend was no, but they were like, yeah. (laughs) And then they told Um, me about an even radder cemetery covered in snow. So, you know, (laughs) it all worked out. It all worked out. Um, um, I don't know if you're talking right now. I hope not. I hope not. I, no, right. I wasn't. My okay. computer froze for a hot second, okay. but I it's laptop. I swear to God, every week. Anyway, um, yeah, we went up to Park City. It was Sundance uh, Film Festival, so it was fucking crazy. We did not go to Sundance Film Festival. A lot did- of people asked me if we were going to. And I was like, do I look like I have money? Well, that was what, because we were standing somewhere to check, um, because we were, you know, like, coordinating with people. So Kay was on um, on her phone texting, and while we were trying to figure out where we were going to meet up, and I was holding my coffee, and we're just standing against a wall, and this woman comes up to me and is like... Um, are you in line for the HBO event? And I was like, oh, no. But in my head, I was just... Especially because it was snowing and Kay made me put on um, her... She she didn't make me, but she very heavily um, in, in, like encouraged me to put on her old winter coat, which was a great plan because otherwise I would have frozen to death. Um, it was fucking cold up there. It was fucking cold. So I'm in this big winter coat holding a coffee and all I could think of was Spike Spiegel being like, do I look like I have fucking money to you? <laughs> we saw that jacket that was like nine thousand dollars or something crazy like that i went up to it because it was like a navy blue jacket with all these with like fur and it must have been real fur because it's a very expensive jacket um and it had them in these big like poofs and it had this gigantic hood so i walked up to it because i'm like this this looks like an ice climbers jacket almost um And, like, the, I could see the price... T- it was in the window of a shop, and I could see the price tag, and the price tag was, like, $9,000. And I was like, holy shit. Um, but I walked up to it because I was like, this jacket looks like it's divorcing me. <laughs> yeah, Kay said that, and I lost my shit. It's just... It was so... It was, like... And, like, I think we both knew that it was going to be expensive, but even $9,000 seemed... I was expecting, like... If it had been 900 I wouldn't have been as shocked. Yeah. Or, like, even a thousand bucks, I would have been like, okay, whatever. But, like, nine thousand dollars? Who has that kind of money? Yeah, it's the kind of people that live in Park City, I guess. That, I guess that. Not even everybody who lives in Park City, but, like, I don't know. Park, Park City is very much like a rich tourist town at this point. There's a lot of celebrities that have, like, winter homes there and stuff. It was um, wild because the ski lift just ended on a street. Like, yeah, it's just in town. Yeah, I was like, what the, what the fuck? It's a resort town. And, you know, it was also Sundance, so there were a bunch of, um, 
celebrities, but I'm like, I don't, I don't know who you are. It was a lot of YouTubers too. Um, yeah, I heard somebody say that was a YouTuber and I was like, I didn't see them and I don't know who it was. I don't know who it was. I was just like, I, I just, I'm just here for the snow. Um, it was fucking beautiful. So it was worth it to like, and then we went for a longer walk through this like back path by a creek or like a river, um, through all the snow. Where it was less crowded. (laughs) Yeah. Where it was like, there was like nobody in that. And it was... It was so great. I must have the whole time looked like a fucking idiot because I'm just like smiling like a dork because I'm like, it's so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm glad you got to experience snow. Yeah. Um, I know it sucks for the people who here live this in snow. week. <laughs> like, I know everybody who actually lives in snow who listens is like, fuck you, Jesse. Fuck the snow. Fuck your snow. Um, I had to brush nine inches of snow off my car. Yeah, week. I'm sorry, y'all. Uh, I but I'm from California, so I was just mystified. I'm like, it's magic. It's frozen water from the sky. <laughs> My God, are you seeing this shit? <laughs> <laughs> and then, in our downtime, I somehow convinced Jesse to play Soul Reaver with me. Okay, here's the thing. Um, I had to do some uh, work because I'm. Like, when you freelance, all of your time is work time. Um, but also, uh, I don't I don't know if I can explain to you how excited Kay gets when she talks about Soul Reaver. Like, it's the pure fucking joy that emanates through her. And you know, like, you know the joy you get from someone else's joy of something? Like, you were talking about earlier, that one person who just, that lady's review of the laser, where she just talks about how she loves the shit out of this one game, and it's so wholesome. Well, like... Kay's love of Soul Reaver is wholesome and pure. Um, and so, it's the same way I get when I tell people about Bloodborne. <laughs> exactly. And so she, when she was like, I can play it and you can see it, and I was like, yes. Because also she tried to explain it, but there are some things you cannot explain until you see it. Um, so she didn't have to convince me that hard. She, You were twisting my arm. I was excited. And then I was even more excited when I saw how good that game was, especially since you were playing it on the Dreamcast, and I didn't know what to expect from a Dreamcast game. Yeah, you were you were very confused when it started going... You're like, is it supposed to do that? Like, yeah, I guess. I was so worried, because last time I was over, your PS2 broke, and then I'm like, am I a curse? Well, it didn't break in front of you, it's just like, I hadn't played, I hadn't played, at that point, I hadn't played my PS2 in, like, months, and the laser just had finally died. Um, it was a and coincidence. And then it sounded like your Dreamcast but... was gonna fly away, and I was like, is it okay? <laughs> it just sounds like that. <laughs> um, yeah, I like that game. There were a couple of, like, um, every time I play that game, I get really frustrated by the Silence Cathedral area, because it just is a nightmare. And I didn't do any of the special side content, because there's a lot of it, but we did. We were kind of short on time, and I wanted Jesse to see the end. You fucking um, blasted through it, apparently, though, because my friend was like, I was like, yeah, just a couple nights, We she played it and finished it. Um, I'm like, she didn't do the side content or anything, um, but my friend was still like, that's pretty damn impressive, and I'm like, I get the feeling yeah, Kay knows this game very well. <laughs> I do know it very well. Um, I know it a lot better than the other games. It's also just like, I mean, it's an older game, so it's a little bit easier to play. You told me a um, bunch of cool stuff, too, like about the hallways um, in the loading screens. Oh, yeah. Screens. Um, at the time, it was revolutionary, but um, Soul Reaver has a fun little way around loading screens where it has all these long hallways connecting areas. Um, 
And then some of them will have a cutscene at the end where you open a door, but not all of them. And it's because those allow it to, like, deload one area and load in the next. And this was at the time when Resident Evil was still doing the cutscenes in between rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, although, credits Resident Evil, um, there was that one time they get you in the door cutscene when the nemesis bro- k- kicks down the door in front of your face. I'm sure that scared the hell out of people in 1998, because when I watched it in a Let's Play in 2010, it really surprised me. <laughs> I would pee. <laughs> like, so, but the funniest thing is, to this day, like, I was listening to, I have, like, a playlist um, on YouTube of, like, video game themes and stuff, and um, one of them just had the door, like, a picture of the door as the YouTube uh, video, and someone in the comments, like, one of the biggest comments is, like, I have PTSD from the fucking Resident Evil doors. Um, and I was like, fair enough. <laughs> you liked the uh, Soul Reaver soundtrack quite a bit, too. Oh, I loved it. The Soul Reaver it's soundtrack was from, super good. It's like the lead for from Information Society that did that whole soundtrack. Not I, even joking. <laughs> I mean, like, I think we've talked about this before on this podcast, but um, I am also a slut for vampires. And Soul Reaver had a super interesting vampire lore. Um, and also, like, the dramatic language that I just... Because, you know, we all love us some drama queen vampires. Like, that's the, it's the perfect place to write your long, meandering, bullshitty, sassy talk is with a vampire. Because, listen, time is relative to them. When you live a long-ass time, you have more time to sit down and listen to someone talk because it doesn't seem like it's literally wasting your life. Um, and, you know, since uh, Raziel already died, sort of, he, he's got even more time. Um... And also time is irrelevant in these games. Uh, yeah. But, like, it, I was enjoying a lot of the conversation and, like, things people, um, characters were saying and how they were written and the voice acting. Um, Kay did immediately warn me that the voice actor for Frollo from uh, Hunchback <laughs> was the squid god. And, and then he starts talking and immediately I was like, it's a good thing you warned me because that would have fucking shook us to me if I... <laughs> <laughs> booted yeah, up that like, game and there's some like um voice actors in that game that seem like odd choices now like tony J is a really prolific voice actor that's the elder mm-hmm. god um michael bell is also a really prolific voice actor he's he was in a lot of video games but he was also stew pickles oh, in right. yeah, he was stew pickles um and then simon templeman has i think this was one of his earlier roles as kane but um he has gone on to be in a shitload of stuff. It was so. funny that he was younger. He was playing the older vampire, but he was definitely younger than the guy playing yeah, Raziel. Yeah, because he wasn't. He was probably in his like forties. Yeah, at that time, and Michael Bell specifically meant calls himself a sixty-year-old cocker yeah. in some of the outtakes. Um, <laughs> so it's always weird to see like who plays the voices of people. Um, yeah, they had Renee Auberjonois in a. Uh, as a character in Soul Reaver 2 that was also, like, I knew it was him the second he started talking in Soul Reaver 2. Cause I was like, it's Odo. It's just Odo with a shitty, like, Bella Lugosi accent. <laughs> <laughs> it's so... But, yeah. Kay, you did not twist my arm. I really enjoyed it. I had a, I had a great yeah. time. I also... When you come back, we'll do Soul Reaver 2 in Defiance. <laughs> I started doing the, like, the first vampires they introduced do this walk. And I yeah. started doing it immediately. I'm like, I love this swagger they've got going on. 
Yeah, I know a lot about the lore of those games, and I also know a lot about, like, behind-the-scenes information about, like... Because Soul Reaver 2 had a whole... There wasn't supposed to be any sequels to Soul Reaver. Um, like, so there's, like, a whole alternate story that got cut, and you can find those audio files in the game. I ended up not being able to find them while you were here, but I did find them later. Um, we can go over that whole... some some One of these days is a bonus episode. I just got to do, like, drunk history of, of Legacy of Cain and just go over the whole sordid affair... Um, it would probably be funny because I'd have to be like, wait, no, hold on, that happens later because of this. It's just, those games are really fucked up um, as far as timeline goes. But might be fun. Um, Me, when you were like, but he is the sword. And I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Rosebud was the sled. (laughs) Um... Yeah, another another weird voice actor in that game is uh, Anna Gunn. Skylar mm-hmm. White was a character in this ages ago, and I don't think she does voice acting much anymore. But um, it was really weird to play it again after watching Breaking Bad and being like, "God, Ariel sounds really familiar." Actually, it was also super oh, interesting because you, as you made um, you um, like uh, had me bring up like. Um, like the outtakes of them doing voice acting and behind the scenes stuff. And there's like um, clips of them being like, what is this for? And they were like, "Uh, it's for a video game. And they're like, this is a lot of talking for a video game. And it's just at the time it wasn't done like that. Really. Even the games that were really story heavy, weren't like that. (laughs) And like, it's fascinating to me. I'm always, I'm super fascinated as a, as a person who played a lot of games before and then had this big period, as I've talked about before, where I didn't play any games until I got a PS4. Um, so from PS2 to PS4, I didn't play anything, and I barely played any PS2 games. I think I played the Dragon Age games on 360, um, but like that was about it. So I did. I don't have very much... Um, like background of that evolution so it's super duper fascinating to me like the idea that these people were doing these voice acting things and everything and they were probably like wow what is this what how could this possibly be anything and just the it's like it's like renee original says in that outtake where he's like usually it's all just like go go through that door no don't go through that door hey asshole don't go through that door um (laughs) yes exactly just do a bunch of different takes of the same line but um i'm thinking like resident evil had probably a pretty significant amount of voice acting for the time but even then it was just like it was not quite the same yeah um although and now it's so the original resident evil games are so quotable <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh i'm frozen again all i ever think about is later resident evil and for my friend and i always are constantly quoting um the what you buying what you selling and then um no k is frozen so hold on a second uh and then the other thing we're always quoting is leon help me leon you almost became a jill sandwich Well, the first thing I heard was Leon. So Leon, help me, Leon. Jake's gonna have a time <laughs> editing this. 
that and I got a shotgun <laughs> another endlessly quotable Resident Evil quote um yeah like Silent, Silent Hill 1 had some like lengthy cutscenes for its time but again not quite as much talking so yeah the games have games have changed a lot it turns out yeah um over the years it, yeah because it's so notable like one of the things like that's so notable about games now is if they don't have a lot of talking um or people don't info dump on you but i i like both styles of games i like lore though i'm a lore slut so yeah there's a place for both styles of games yeah but when I'm just um, here to punch someone in the face, I, I I don't need your lore. I don't need the lore of why I'm punching someone <laughs> in the face. I also don't need to know that your name is Heartman because your heart is shaped like a heart and you live next to a heart and every, like, 30 seconds your heart stops and then comes back to life again. <laughs> it has been zero days since we dragged Kojima on this podcast. <laughs> He's uh, in my head because tomorrow I film the piss video. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, like, thinking about it. But yeah, we blew through it pretty quick because I didn't because I know that game really well. But also, we didn't um, didn't we didn't do the Human Citadel, we didn't do Napraptor's Keep, we didn't do the Lighthouse, um, all the extra runes. I did accidentally find the Fire Reaver. Yeah, that but, was funny. Um, You're like, oh, this is the Fire yeah, Reaver. I was just like, I can't get out of the drowned Abbey. God, somebody please help me. Um, I think I ended up just like saving and quitting so that i'd go back to the elder gods chambers and cheat it a little bit god that but... was so funny <laughs> hey if it works it works oh. but the last thing we have to talk about is evermore yeah um i was originally going to talk about all the stuff that happened the week before um but we don't got time to unpack all that because i got three weekends to talk about so the one thing that um well, the couple of things that I want to talk about is that I ranked up to a to Apprentice Ranger. Um, and then I went to... I tried... I try now, every time I, sc- I show up at that park, to speak with Chief Inspector Ozymandias Flynn. But he's difficult to speak with, because every time I try to talk to him, he looks like he wants to escape the conversation. He sure does. Um, he's a very frustrating character, but... I don't know what to do about it, but I talked with him and I asked him if there were any new like leads on the um, Frost Lord's murder. And he was like, well, I'm not sure if he's really dead. And I'm just like, can you elaborate on that? Um, And he's like, well, I mean, we don't really know anything about these guys and we don't really know how to tell if they're alive or dead or not. And I was like, okay. Um, Can't blow smoke up his ass. He He kept telling me to check in with the other guilds because he didn't want to talk to me. Um, And so he was trying to get me to go away, probably. Um, And so he's like, talk to the knights, they're the only ones I trust. And I was like, whatever. So I got in with um, Aran and I was like, hey, tell me about, I talked to Ozymandias and he was like, I don't know if this guy's alive or dead. And Aran's like, well, he hasn't breathed in like a week and a half and his heart isn't beating and he hasn't moved in a week and a half either. But just to be sure... I had Kaderan come look at him, and Kaderan was like, yep, this is a corpse. Um, so I'm pretty sure he's dead. And I was like, yeah, that sounds pretty dead. I don't know what Ozymandias' problem is. And he's just like, yeah, he doesn't understand magic. Like, he's been here for, like, a year and a half, man. <laughs> I feel like at this point, he should be a little bit more open to it. And he's like, ah. um, Anyways, Fani came back to life. 
Yeah. <laughs> I just like, so they had another thing going on where you could join the Wolves of Winter. And so we were running around doing tasks for that. And I looked off in the distance and I counted four um, Frost Lords and I saw a very distinctive hat. And I was like, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> and I went to a character and I was like, bro. And he was like, bro, bro. <laughs> um, so that happened. Uh, that's kind of the main things I can think of that are like truly relevant to um, what we were going to talk about next. Oh, um, no, there was one more. Because funny, he said that he knew who his killer was, but he was going to wait till the right moment to announce it. Um, he wouldn't even tell his siblings, which was pretty funny. And then at um, there was a meeting where they were like, hey, Seftis is the judge now. And everybody's like, isn't he also the executioner? And they were like, yep. And so it was, it was like that, that fucking... Bethesda game <laughs> meme where it's like everyone disliked that because no one was happy with that decision um, but after that happened um, they were like so are you gonna you gonna tell us anything about your killer and he's like yeah I guess now is a good time uh, it was Miss Ginley in the catacombs with an arrow and we were like hold on and Iran's like she was with me the whole time though and she never left my sight and he's like yeah well it was her. So make of that what you will. Um, I'm just giving um, you the information I have collected. Yep. But yeah, that leads into um, what we're going to talk about now, because that was yeah. the next week you were there. Yes. I had arrived, and I was wearing, I, th- I feel like this is important to mention, um, I was wearing prepared, I had on a uh, fucking two pairs of thermals under jeans without holes in them and then two thermal tops underneath my tunic and then my belt and then I had a bunch of fake furs and then Kay had made me this beautiful beautiful dragon like scarf I what what would you call it like a shawl scarf thing I called it a, I have been calling them dragon wing shawls cuz they're shaped like a wing and they kind of wrap around your shoulder Yeah um, there's this super dope and I was, I was very happy with it. So I immediately, I wanted to wear it. I was like, she's like, does it go with your costume? Like, I don't fucking care. I'm wearing it. You can't stop me. This is a, this is a free country. Um, so I was very excited about that. And my ocelot gloves, because they're the only leathery looking gloves I had. I was very happy I had them though. Um, but also I kind of looked like, cause I had these big furry boots. Uh, I, I kind of looked like I was going to speak like I strapped child to cheese. I believe you described your costume as gay viking. Gay viking was my theme. I also had my sword earring on. Um, and next time I go, my theme is going to be non-binary sword slut. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm on a journey. Um, but I feel like it was important to mention that. And it was also very foggy. Like, we rolled in. Yeah. It was, it was clear around my apartment and it was like, as soon as we got to the exit before the exit I needed to take to get the Pleasant Grove, there was just like this wall of fog and it was actual fog. I know I talk shit about the smog in this town a whole bunch. It was like water vapor. Um, so that was wild. Yeah. It was really moist. Like, I know, I I know you hate that word, but like, God, it was moist. Like at one point 
we were walking through the grass and we just started sinking into the mud and we're like, oh god, oh god, and we start power walking. I think that was melted snow more than anything. Yeah, that was definitely. And but it, it had was rained still, that week too. So um, that that was fun. We went to. I got to see the wolves of winter um, and the elves of light because I hadn't met any of them and the frost lords. So I met all the new, uh, the new characters, the new sets of characters, the I new guess. sets of characters. I also got treated to, um, that the farm room is now um, open. They were what calling it called? the barn for a while, but it is officially Vander's keep. So Vander's keep is now open. I took pictures in there. Um, it was really cool. The trial that we will speak of later, it <laughs> also took place in there. Um, it was nice and warm and it looks like they're getting ready to, I think you said they were setting going to probably serve food in there or something. It's going to be a restaurant eventually, yeah. like a, like a, a real ass restaurant. Um, and um, to kind of give an idea of progress, um, I, um, was at a party at one point with someone who used to work there, and I mentioned that the barn is open, and he was like, what? The last time I saw that place, it didn't even have drywall. Um, so that was like, and it hadn't been that long. So um, it went up very quickly, and when it first went in there, it was just like all the picnic tables, but yeah. now, um, and like a little stage, but now they have like a counter um, and a bunch of other restaurant things. They've got a sign outside now. Um, so it's happening pretty quickly. I don't know when Vander's Keep is going to be open. When they had the announcement, it was just coming soon. Um, so, but yeah, they had some pictures of, like, sample menu items, and it looks pretty good. Yeah, it looked pretty delicious. Uh, right now, um, they use it as just, like, a giant meeting room when they have to have big scenes that a lot of people are going to attend. Or if it gets really fucking cold, they will sometimes move um, characters into Vander's Keep to keep them out of the elements. It was Um, nice, but they also do in in their there's one point where um, we oh this was the other thing I was going to talk about uh, as as far as new stuff that I saw they have like um, they have like these tents. At the, the a lot of characters have areas now, and the char- the guilds are like the guilds have areas now, and the guilds that don't like have a specific area have these. Ri- and when I say tent, that sounds shitty, but like these are like Renfair tents, um, like nice tents, and they had um heating like those little heating things they have outside in restaurants in there for the actors and obviously the people going in there, and they were really nice. Like I uh, we stopped by because Kay had to do some ranger stuff, um. And, uh, and I was, in, in, like, admiring their... <laughs> While you were talking to Nightshade, the other elf who was standing there was like, you want to be a ranger? And I was like... Oh, I, Driner, I think, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, I the live very... The much nicer elf. The much nicer <laughs> elf. But even he did some elf shit, because I was like, oh, I live very far away, it's, it's hard for me to... It would be hard for me to level up in the guild. He's like, well, you can still be an initiate. And so then he starts talking about, you know, the, like um the principles of the rangers guild and he's like uh you know stealth and cunning and i was like mm. and he's like it's okay um not everyone can be an elf and i was like <laughs> Dreiner, i have a story about him actually um <laughs> the weekend before i think i might have told you this story but i might as well tell it for the podcast um the weekend before you came to visit um when i was in the park there was there, lately, I've been noticing a lot more new people, um, and that particular night, there were a lot of new people, and 
there was this particular group of people that came up to us and were like, hey, can we earn gold from you guys? And I was like, I don't, I don't work here. And I kind of explained how to tell um, who works here and who is just kind of well-dressed. Um, and so I was hanging out with the Rangers later that night. I Basically, um, Mayor Violet tipped me off about a scene that was going to happen at the Rangers tent. I didn't know it at the time, but I figured it out eventually. So I was kind of clinging to the Rangers tent to see what was going to happen. Um, and Dreiner said that um, some world walkers had come up to him and had immediately demanded to know how they could earn gold without asking like his name or trying to, you know, they, essentially they were yeah. just like, Can I, how do I get gold from you? And he was like, whoa, are you? and like Viola made a joke. She's like, I, oh yeah, that happened to me too. And I was like, are you going to rob me? Um, so Dreiner said that when people, when those people did that, he told them to go find Dreiner. <laughs> Which is a very ranger thing to do. It sure is. Because if you're, like, their tenants are cunning and stealth, and he's like, why don't you go find a character named Dreiner? And he is Dreiner. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that's mean. And he's like, well, they should have asked who I was. Fair point. Yeah. They, I, um, it's always interesting seeing people who don't, like, get it yet, you know? Uh, but there were other really cute things. Like, when we went to go see the Wolves of Winter, um... They're hanging out inside the mausoleum, and uh, the, like, head wolf dude, Ulfstrat, Ulfstrat, he has, like, this big head piece on that is a wolf, um, like a wolf A lot of head. people get scared by him because he sits very still, and so they think he's a statue, and they I, I thought he was a fucking statue, <laughs> you remember? You were one, yeah. I, I was like, holy shit, um... And, like, so he has this, like, headpiece thing, right? And there was this little boy sitting at the table with him that he was talking to. And the little boy was wearing, like, a plushy version of his outfit. And it was so fucking cute. He had, like, a wolf head on his head. And it was, but it was made of, like, little, it looked like a little stuffed animal. And I was just like, (laughs) like, Jesse just starts crying over, um, there was a point after the trial where you were talking to that um older gentleman who was also the one with the shield who was also oh, Estagon. Yeah. Estagon. And you guys are having a conversation and I'm like, I'm sorry, but I have ADHD, so I'm just sitting there and I was about to say, Do you hear a drum? Right? Because I just hear this sound. And I immediately like shot straight up and I'm like, they're coming. <laughs> they're coming. <laughs> this drum is coming. Yeah, they have like this you you can tell the wolves of winter make themselves known. Um, but that was, they were cool to see. They're all kind of, like, Viking-y. Uh, Ulstrat has, like, a, I mean, you described it a little bit, but he has a very, um, elaborate, um, headpiece that's, like, a, it looks like it must be a wolf skull. Yeah. Um, with porcupine quills. Yeah. In, like, a sail up the back. And then the sides are, um, made of other assorted bones kind of, like, strung together. Um and they fan out at the bottom. It's really, their costuming has only gotten better since the park opened, really. Like, some of these costumes are just incredible. Um, and then the it's also kind of... Oh, are sorry. Also, sorry, the Frost Lords are, are also interesting. Um, I do tend to kind of stare at their clothing when I'm talking to them, um, because I'm just it's that fun. kind of person. But they, they have these sort of, it. like, 
They have these sort of strands coming off of their clothing that looks like frost. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a really interesting design choice. Anyway, continue. Oh, uh, and then we, when we met the, um, I met the elves of light and they were very talkative. Um, I could sure recognize, <laughs> I could recognize them as, well, one of them was a fairy from yeah. last year. Um, but she really good casting as her as like a fairy or a elf of light because she immediately, she has, she seems to have no fear when it comes to talking to people where I'm very anxious, but immediately she grabs my hand and like is looking at me and talk, are you going to come to the trial? You know? And she's like, are you going to participate in the, are you going to like participate in the trial? And I'm like, nope, not, not me. I have worried jury to jury duty in real life. I ain't gonna jury duty in fiction either. Um, but like their outfits were also cute in a different way. Like they're very Christmassy because they're elves of light, but they are like uh, Russian folk outfits. Um, like the embroidery is like Russian folk uh, embroidery, yeah. which was super cute. Uh, I think I told her her outfit was super cute too. Um, and they're like covered in glitter and stuff, so they're very, you know. Yeah, they actually have less glitter on their. When they first came to town, they had a ton of sparkles on their faces. And during the whole pie fiasco, the um, Mythosian elves that are in town, so Viella, Drynor, and Nightshade, um, started getting sparkles on their faces um, oh. that then went away again when all of that resolved. And so uh, over time, after the light elves um, broke free of the spell, they lost a lot of those sparkles, except for, I think her name is Taika. She still has like red and green ones on her face. Um, that's so cute. That's an interesting thing. Also, I would like to see fucking Nightshade with sparkles on his face. He, mm, <laughs> they were all very interesting during that time. Um, and, uh, we, we actually, we had a really funny conversation with a Frost Lord, um, one of the ladies after the trial, cause we were walking and this, um, this one guy walks by and, uh, he was talking about, um, like, their uh form of justice and he was saying something like their form of dealing with it is not dealing with it and he said it and i think it was your friend said he sounds like anakin and all of us went he does sound like anakin and we all laughed and so did the frost lord and then it seems like she remembered that she wasn't supposed to know who anakin was (laughs) and it was like who is this anakin (laughs) (laughs) to explain um, yeah in in character terms yeah sometimes i'm just like how do I, how do I say it's from a video game without saying it's from a video game? <laughs> like, I, I think we said he was like a story about uh, like for people from space. Space knights. Yeah, and then I said yeah. like think space samurai and um, whether or not she knows what samurai are. I mean, there are other yield swords people there, so I imagine. Um, yeah, but yeah, that was so funny because that guy sounded exactly like Anakin when he's complaining. He sure did. <laughs> Um, was, I see that guy around all the time, and we also talk to. I have often. Oh, I can't. Him. I don't know. I don't know his oh, name. All I can think of is I Ian. I can't stress this enough, huh? <laughs> uh, what is that? What is that hunter's name? Ian. I can't stress this enough, huh? Oh, Drake. Drake. <laughs> He's a cowboy hunter. A lot of them are like bloodborne esque. Um. But he's like, I want to be a cowboy. Yeah, a bloodborne cow. I want to be a cowboy, baby. He was telling us about werewolves. They Um, truly are the frat bro guild. I love that energy for them. Doing something so dumb when we walked by, and then you were telling me about the time. um, 
what is his name? That one that eats. Jasper. Jasper was like using his gun to scratch his head or something. It's like gesturing with it. You're like, God help me. <laughs> Every time I think about Je- um, Jasper, I think about him eating the and, and, and is it Sir Aran? Yeah, like, it was so like, help stop. me. <laughs> yeah, um, we did end up going to the trial. We were not selected for jury duty. Um, we'll Your talk about poor that friend was. Yeah, my poor friend was. Two of my so poor friends child. were. Yeah, yeah. And a child. Oh my god. Um, we'll we'll talk. About I did that go later. to gay baby jail. That's oh, another yeah. good thing that happened. Uh, there were these like um, they were set up for pictures, but it, it looked it looked so unsafe, and I was just like, and I don't I I live in fear of like touching something at the park that I'm not supposed to touch, you know. Um, but Kay's like, it's there for pictures that people have taken yeah. pictures in it before. Part, and I'm like, one of the one of the pirate guilds. Um, things is that they'll ask you to take a picture in that because they want you to know what captivity is like yeah it, uh, so it's it was actually for a moment kind of scary when i was crawling into it because there was just this fear that i'll never get out of it for a hot second for a hot second it was like i was remembering some past life where i stayed in this jail um but then it was just fun and i'm glad Kay took a picture because i like i was like i'm in gay baby jail and i showed my mom and she was like this is so good I'm like, I finally have been arrested for my crimes. (laughs) Um, and I do, if you have any, do you have anything else to say about Evermore? No. Okay. I have, I'm going to gloss over some important points from this past week as well. Um, the wolf trials this time were, um, you had to go to the ranger's tent and do, because they have like, once you get past Apprentice, in order to get to the next rank, you have to get a certain number of points. And to get points, they have, like, a chalkboard that they write different challenges on every day. And um, so one of them is that they have these red um, clothespins that they pin to different locations and people around the park. And you have to find those places. Don't! Do not take the clothespin off. Just leave it alone. But report back to where or who it was attached to. Um... And then they have, like, a code that you can use the ciphers for. Um, And then, I I think that might be it. I'm not sure. But we had to do that. Um, So that ended up helping me out because I got four points that night towards my next rank. And I need 12 to get the journeyman. Oh, wait. There was one thing I wanted to say. (laughs) Oh, okay. No, go for it. Oh, so Kay's friend came up to us because he had to uh, do something for, was it the Pirates Guild? Um, I think so, yeah. And it was a potion. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And so me fucking scream. I finally got to, I turned to Kay and I said, at this point, who is the art major? <laughs> Which is oh. the only time. I rarely ever get to scream that, but it was one moment because one of the, th- it was a riddle about a we potion were, turning violet, basically. We were arguing about the base color of the potion. Yeah. And the, because it was like, you were like, that's blue. And I was like, that is fucking green. And she's like, it's blue. And I'm like, it's fucking green. And then, um, your friend was like, I've had enough of this. And turned to the witch and was like, what color is this? And she's like, it's green. And I was like, aha! (laughs) But we, like, we got to the correct answer, but not the way we were supposed to. Yeah. 
she was like, it's the first letter of every line spells out the word white. But meanwhile, we're like, we can't put any of these colors in. The red is too obvious. And if we put any of the other colors in, it'll turn gross ass brown. So it has to be white. Um, Yeah. We got the answer eventually. We got the answer. Sorry, I just wanted to um, talk about that because it was like, I rarely ever, ever get to be like, aha, art skills. Um, <laughs> about anything that's not art. But it's for the. Super funny. So the first week they did the wolf trials, they. Because the wolves hang out inside the mausoleum in the top part. Um, yeah. But it got really crowded in there, and um, I think her name is Ursa. Um, but I'm not sure. But she, the drummer, um, she was like, hey, like, don't crowd the room. But there's this man. His name is Marshall. His first name is Fire. I don't like it when he yells at me. Um, but eventually they decided to take it outside to the front steps outside the mausoleum and like the graveyard. Um, and so if you look on the Evermore Fans YouTube channel, that's where all those videos take place. Um, so this week, um, the speaker for the wolves, whose name I don't remember, uh, all I know is it is definitely the same actor that played Maxwell Morgan um, in the previous season, but he was like, okay, we're going to go on to these stairs, and he kind of gestured in a vague direction, and I was like, wait, is he talking about the stairs in front of the statue, or is he talking about these stairs? And one of the wolves was like, these stairs, and someone else was like, no, those stairs. And so they yelled out to him to clarify, and he pointed more clearly at the, st- the statue of St. Michael. And so we started walking over there, but then Ulstrat came over to the stairs in front of the mausoleum, and the speaker for the wolves comes back, he's like, oh yeah, you're right, that's much better. Um, and I was like, I guess it's not cool enough, and um, Ulfinia overheard me, and she's like, it's all about aesthetics with the wolves. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just... I just thought that was a f- an amusing anecdote. Um, yeah, we had to do that and then guild intel. I wasn't doing the, like, wolf tasks to join the wolves, um, but I did do the ranger tasks with my friends. And now I know how to use the ciphers, and I can actually, like, do that shit. Um, What's funny is we were going around the park, and um, there was a point where I was like, and this rune means this. And Kay was just like, I don't know what they mean. I just know that they're there. But it was just like, here's some more useless information. And then I was like, oh, that sign says suds in runes. And I was just like, hi, my name is Jesse, and I have ADHD and hyper-focus on random shit. Yeah. And so now I have all these useless skills. Um, some other characters that you met last the, the couple of weeks ago were uh, the scholars from Aurora, who are like the aliens that I've talked about. They're um, so fucking funny. They're funny. The world walkers love them. They're definitely up to something, but they're oh, like, yeah. you know, lol random. So people love them, but like all the townsfolk are so fucking tired of their shenanigans. It's it's definitely also, that, that it video. They're like, like they're I cannot, joining... con- I cannot condone your buffoonery. <laughs> I cannot condone your buffoonery. It seems like they're also joining every guild, because every time we went they to are. a guild for something, they were fucking there. I'm like, what are you doing here? Yeah, they're joining the guilds. They're trying to join up with the wolves. Um, one of them was on jury duty. Um, but they're really funny. And there was one moment when I was hanging out with Drake. Um, I don't remember. Oh, we were talking about, because Ollie's apparently turning into a werewolf. Um, That's right. And so he was talking about the stuff that he was doing to help Ollie uh, not turn. And... Because Drake's been beating the not-all-shifters-are-bad drum since he came to town, and so he's very protective of Ollie right now. Um, 
so he's talking about the wolfsbane that he got and how it kind of works like catnip and like um all this stuff and then the scholar showed up and he goes oh the wise men are here and um i was like yeah they tend to they tend to elicit that reaction in people and he says they're a lot (laughs) 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 i'm like yeah they kind of are um they also sent me on a quest that night where they um cornelius was like i don't like this and he kind of steps in some mud and i'm like you don't like mud he's like it's not that it's mud i don't know what i don't like about it go take some pictures of things that are like this and show them to me and I'll figure out what I don't like about it. Um, and that was really vague, but I eventually figured out that he doesn't like the color brown. Um, but for figuring that out, he gave me a piece of gold, but also a very nice, um, compass coin. Um, and at the, for a moment I thought he'd given it to me by mistake. So I was like, Oh, this is different. I really like this. It was like holding it up. Um, but he didn't try to take it back. Um, so I took it home and I made it into a pin. So, Aww. is that what you did with that? Yeah, I like glued it onto a brooch back. So, that's a good idea. Yeah, I'm gonna wear it. When I met him, he was talking about uh, he's carrying around a walking stick right now, um, or like a stick, and he's like, I don't know really what to do with this, but people seem to like them. And I'm like, um, it makes a pleasant noise when you tap it on the ground, very authoritative. And he like taps it, he's like, hmm, you're right. <laughs> but uh, there's only so there's three of them, right? But there were only yes. two of them when I went. And somehow, it seemed like everywhere we were, there they were. Yeah, they're good at that. So when, like, when you went, it was Aurelian and Cornelius. And this week, it was yeah. Cornelius and uh, Frank. Oh, right, Frank. Because it's like Aurelius, Cornelius, and Frank. Frank's the um, one that's hard to remember, is what they always say. Frank's the one that's hard to remember. I just think about um, when they thought the fog was Frank. The, fro- the fog was Frank. Oh, the fog was Frank. Yeah, and then I asked him about it, and um, I I uh, told I told Kay a joke. Kay was busy thinking about something else, so she didn't hear me the first time. But I told it again later, and I was like, "It's okay, you wouldn't have laughed anyway." Um, but the joke was, "Yeah, this uh, fog seems pretty honest to me." Huh? Huh? A single clap. Thank you. <laughs> it was supposed to be a rim shot, but I don't know if you heard the. First part. Oh! <laughs> it just, um, all I got was a single clap, and I was like, I deserve that. <laughs> um, the other things that happened that night is that Miri was walking around with a collection plate. She was asking for Aurora and Silver. Um, I'm frozen again. Hold on. There we go. Um, but Miri was walking around with a, pl- a collection platter asking for Aurora just and Silver to perform a spell with. And eventually, mm-hmm. later that night, she divined the um, location of the child of Ulfenia and Ulfdrot. Um, he's in Bastion's territory in Aurora, so they're going to probably go find him. Um, that w- What was funny about that was that somebody ran up to Aurora afterwards and was like, Night! And he's like, yeah. And he's like, there was somebody lurking in the shadows! And he's like, was it an elf wearing a green hood? And he's like, yes. And Aron's like, okay. It was just nightshade. <laughs> so I went back to the tent and I was like, nightshade, someone tried to rat you out for skulking about in the shadows. And he kind of laughed. Aron's <laughs> <laughs> just like, yeah, he does that. 
Um, but, um, while that scene was going on, Philander went to Drake in a panic and was like, oh, he's going to turn into a werewolf and everything's terrible. And, like, Drake essentially impressed upon Philander that he would cut off Philander's hands before he let him fire any kind of Everfrost bullet at Ollie. Um, and I'm sitting there like, bro, you're a milsum. You can't go around shouting about murder. People are going to think some things about you. Um, but we'll see how that goes, because apparently he's very panicked about it. Um, and then Bastion has been, like, flirting with Kyra. Um, and it's about 50-50 on World Walkers that are like, yeah, you should go after her. And people are like, bro, that's a bad idea. You, you don't. You gotta, you got, you better back the fuck up before you get smacked the fuck up, bro. Like, <laughs> that's not gonna work out. Um, and this week, um, he went up to her and was, he's, he had found out her last name and she is like, she's a roaring royalty. Wait, um, Bastion's the slutty. He's the uh, slutty one. Yes. The slutty one. I love how my brain, could only, he was the one who was sitting on the table with like one leg up right on the yes. counter. Yes. yes. Um, that's Bastion. <laughs> he has big Lord Byron vibes. He sure does. Um, but he told this story about how es- essentially he told it as if it were an amusing anecdote. But essentially, the story was about how he ransacked her family home and cut down an orchard of beautiful silver trees and turned the wood into a piano. And that was the point where Kyra absolutely thwapped him with the pommel of her dagger and told him to fuck off and left, like, a huge scar on his um, eye. Um, he deserved it. Yeah, he kind of did. But I caught up with him later, and he was like, I don't get it. Like... Why doesn't she like me? And she's like, I was like, you told a story about how you ransacked her family home. He's like, but I made that beautiful piano. And I said, but she wanted the trees. And he goes, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) She liked the orchard. I'm like, she liked the orchard, man. And we kind of pressed upon him. We're like, listen, Kyra and Jasper are an item. She doesn't like you. You really should I'm just I'm sorry, move she's on. D- Jasper? Yes. <laughs> I guess opposites. Listen, he's a himbo, but he is a nice guy. He's a himbo, but he's a nice guy <laughs> is the best way you could have possibly described Jasper. They all he's have fucking, big himbo energy. fucking Gallo from Promare being like, I may be an idiot, but I'm the world's number one firefighting sure, idiot. Sure, you don't think. Um... <laughs> But, yeah, and then after, then he points to all the women in the group, and he's like, okay, which one of you is it going to be? And I'm just like, mm-hmm. you're looking at the wrong person. Um, but he ended up getting into trouble, because, like, one of the Frost Lords has a psychic connection with their mother back home, and she's, like, possessed her and screamed at him about how he's ungrateful and never appreciates the gifts he's been given and how he's going to be severely punished when he gets home. <laughs> And so, like, a bunch of people kind of gathered around him and commiserated about how their parents suck, too. And so they get it. Um, but he like, definitely deserves it! He's, I mean, he's, he deserves to get punched, but there's some shit going on with that family. Um, where he he's definitely, like, the black sheep scapegoat child. Uh, oh, that's kind of sad. Yeah. Is it because he's the slut? He's, um... They call him Bastion the Bastard, and I think he's, like, a bastard child. Um, <gasps> no wonder. that No, the truth is that he's a slut because of his tragic backstory. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, 
But, um, and like most of the, I, like I was talking with Kyra later, and we all kind of agreed that he didn't seem like he's evil, he just seems like a dumbass. Um, she's like, yeah, he's a douchebag, but he's not, he's not like an evil scheming nightmare. He's just stupid. And I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. Um, so I feel pretty bad for him. Uh, but yeah, we had some good conversations with him and, um, I keep meaning to talk to the other ones, but they're a little bit harder for me to talk to. Um, we talked to that one, the one who was murdered when I was there. It's funny. Yeah. It's funny. And then he was like, um, I should have known I would get murdered here. And he didn't hear me, but I very quietly said, you can get murdered anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You're not wrong. Yeah. Because I think he was trying to imply something about, like, how this place would definitely treat Frost Lords badly, and he should have known it, and I'm just like, well, you really could have gotten murdered anywhere, sir. Yeah, and I mean, you kind of walked it off, so... Yeah, you're fine. Objection, he's dead. Oh, yeah, that <laughs> happened during the trial, too. It was it, it, it was going on for a very long time, and um, when Spani took the stand, Cornelia shouted, Objection, he's dead! <laughs> Much needed levity. Anyway, I think that's all I have to talk about. Um, so finally, let you finish up your pre-salt. Oh fuck! I forgot we were still on pre-salt. I guess we'll have to slam dunk through our salt. Well, later. We don't have a ton uh, of salt. I'll try to slam dunk through this. Um, but uh, last few things. Um, my birthday was on Monday, but we mostly celebrated on Sunday um, because my mom had like a dentist appointment and stuff on Monday. And also, it's a Monday, so, like... And Super Bowl Sunday was happening on Sunday, and I wanted pancakes. So, um, the IHOP was fucking empty. Um, (laughs) and the roads were empty. It was great. Uh, so, my family and my really close friend, um, God bless her for coming to dinner with my family, because there's a lot. There's... There... I love my family, but also, we're a lot. You know? You know? It's always, like... Yeah, when you, like, expose your friends and stuff to your family for a long period of time, you're like, hold on to your hats. Um, But uh, I wanted pancakes, because my mom was like, what do you want instead of cake? Um, Because I don't really do cake right now, and, like, I don't want leftover cake in my house, because I'll eat it. (laughs) And (laughs) so uh, I wanted a... I wanted a whole ass stack of pancakes. Actually, that was surprisingly less calories than I thought it was going to be. Like, it was still, like, 600 and something calories, but I don't really eat syrup, so... And, like, I didn't really have a lot of butter. I had, like, sugar-free syrup and not really butter, so it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, I mean, still, that's, like, half my daily calories, but it was my fucking birthday, so I was going to... And my mom was like, you don't have to get the whole stack, and I was like, no, no. I'm eating this whole stack of pancakes. I made myself eat two strips of turkey bacon. So I like, I guess I should eat a protein. And then I ate the whole ass stack of pancakes in front of everybody in that IHOP. I mean, for me, um, it's like, it's nice to get the bacon with it because it's salty and it cuts through all the sweet. Yeah. Luckily, I feel like IHOP pancakes aren't that sweet. They're just mostly fluffy. They were super fluffy. There was just a lot of air in them. Because like when you cut into them, they just sort of deflate. <laughs> um... But I I was happy. I just really like pancakes. I like pancakes and waffles a lot. I like bread and bread byproducts. Carbs. Um, carbs! Uh, so, 
that's like we and um my friend and I went out and did something and then um my mom was like oh we got a birthday gift for you um I don't know what I was expecting my mom tricked me so a while ago so my mom and Trina do this thing where they like have like a dream journal and they keep all the stuff they want to do the house in it and all this stuff like if we had the money what would we do you know and so I was talking to my mom and she's like if you had money what would you buy right now like for your work and I was like well I kind of want a nice camera so I can fit it so I can make these videos with like nice video quality for my you know my people um and I also like want it for taking pictures of merch and stuff for my store and a ring light like a little one uh so that I can film at night (laughs) um and then I just sort of like didn't think about it after a while uh I just said it um and some other stuff but like you know impossible stuff that was never really gonna happen and then she bought me a camera and I cried um she got a really good deal on it she assures me but that doesn't make me feel better because like I'm like you can't spend money on me I don't deserve nice things you do too um but I I burst into tears and my dad was like this is what you wanted right and I was like yes um so I really appreciate it gonna try to utilize it a lot i was reading the manual and taking notes and i have like all these like stupid um like uh what do you call it like little post-it notes inside of it and stuff um to try and figure out how to use it because i want to i've been doing that so that i can film my kojima piss video um every time i say that i feel like i descend further (laughs) into madness (laughs) um But I also want to do some videos of, like, uh, I asked Jeremy Greer, of all people, uh, where, if I should make separate channels for my art and stuff or just kind of keep it all on one channel. He's like, I hate going other places to find stuff. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Also, they just got to buckle the fuck up. Um, But, uh, although I did kind of contemplate doing Asmer. Um, but that would be on a different channel, not on my main channel, but my main channel is going to have all my rant videos, um, and which are just kind of an extension of what I do here. Uh, and then I'm going to wear really bad costumes during them because I gotta, um, and then I kind of want to like do stuff like stuff I find around my house to make something, you know, like artistic inspired videos. Um, now that I have a camera, I can also show you guys my, uh, non-digital art process like I can show you me painting too um I like watching those videos because they're relaxing uh but I'll probably be like if you don't want to listen to me talk just turn the sound off but if you do want to hear a funny story about my life you can leave the sound on um but I hope to be doing that and I'm very thankful and I'm very thankful to everybody who said happy birthday to me I really really appreciate it this year the year I aged out of my health insurance, so I had to actually apply for health insurance, and it was really sad, and I was really stressed out, and then I just, hearing happy birthday from people, and knowing that I have friends who are thinking about me, um, it means a lot. I'm tearing up a little bit. You guys can't see it, though, because it's, there's no visual to a podcast. <laughs> um, and then I got to do something really fun. So Jake is working on a project. I don't want to reveal anything about it until Jake reveals stuff about it, but I do have permission to um, talk about the character because I am going to draw the character for uh, this month's Patreon Patreon process video. Um, 
and I, uh, and I'm really, really excited about this character, um, but I got to voice a non-binary character, which is super cool. It was super cool of Jake to write a non-binary character, and I didn't, I just started reading, and it was like they, them pronouns, and I was like, oh, this character uses the same pronouns as I do, which was really, like, heartwarming, you know? And it was a very different voice for me, because I'm doing, if you guys didn't know, I'm voicing something. There are also other people voicing stuff. Um, And it's fucking good, you guys. Jake is a really good writer. Like, I know we all know he can make sweet-ass beats and rap, but, like, I mean, rapping is writing. Like, there is writing. Uh, But also, you guys should know that he's also just a good writer. Um, And he's super fucking creative. So I am really, I was really stoked and I just really like my character. Like I'm fucking cool. I was like, I don't think I've ever played anybody this cool before. Um, and so I guess I could say, I, cause you guys are going to, I'm going to draw them, but a tiefling blood hunter, um, who he described as having the aesthetic of MCR. And I was like, my time has fucking come. Um, so, and he, he was like, I know it hurts. You said it hurts because you do your, uh, could you do your witcher voice? <laughs> and so I did, and it did hurt, but uh, it was worth it. Um, kind of turned it down a little bit, but it was, it was fun. So thank you, Jake. Um, I know you're listening because you have to listen to edit. <laughs> um, and then finally, uh, I got some Kofis from some really good people and some Patreon, or like, um, and some uh, PayPals from some people it's really nice you didn't have to do that for my birthday but i really appreciate it um and i know i should probably buy food with it but uh don't need to eat if i've got promare um that's not true don't listen to me but also my dad used to do the same thing so like who am i to judge but like uh promare i bought the regular dvd okay so in japan the release of the DVD is, like, fucking amazing and comes with, like, this booklet and they have, like, this beautiful cover and all this different stuff. They don't have that in the U.S., but also I'm not going to pay $135 for a DVD and also I'm not going to pay $135 for a DVD I can't watch because it's region locked. So I just bought the normal DVD Blu-ray combo for 20 something dollars in the U.S., um, I pre-ordered it. I got free shipping too, which I'll have to wait longer, but it was nice that I got like the free shipping. Um, like, cause today I was like, oh, right. Promare. And then I was like, where is it? Where's the fucking link? Where, where is it? And found, um, G kids dropped the link. And I was like, thank Jesus. They're the U S distributor. If you guys were wondering who the fuck G kids is. Um, so I, 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 pur- I purchased it. I purchased my boy and now I have to wait. Now I am sitting here waiting barbecue sauce on my titties Package. while I wait for my boy. God, I I, the, I need a new chair for reasons I will talk about later. So that's what I have to save up for. But God, the the fucking Leo Fotia figure, um, the one seventh scale is like uh, the one where he's holding the flame and standing in a flame is $116, which is a lot of money, but also not as in- prohibitive as it could have been. Like, if it was $300, I guess I would not be as, like, horny about it as I am. Um, but unfortunately, we live in a society where things can be in that weird price range where it's both too much and not that bad at the same time. Uh, but I can't eat it. So, unfortunately, I won't be getting that. But I, I do dream of the boy. But 
I can watch the DVD. I'm hoping to add it to my collection of movies I watch when I'm sad with uh, 2005 Pride and Prejudice and um, Howl's Moving Castle. And I know both of those by heart. Like, I can say the lines out loud. Um, And so now it's just going to add this to my collection of movies that I will be able to quote out loud um, constantly. I'm sorry, you guys. But, uh, yeah, that's my pre-salt. All right, moving into the salt. We are going to have a little bit of conjoined salt again, but um, before that, you know, when I started my Raido Kuzunoha the 14th costume, I didn't think that the part that would cause me most agony was the buttons on his shirt. But here we are, the year of our Lord 2020. Um, it's like a, it's a silver or pewter domed button um, with like a ring around the outside and it's a shank button. A lot of this doesn't mean anything to anybody, and I don't know why I'm giving this much detail, but um, I have the perfect buttons, but I only have four of them, and I need nine. And Joanne Fabrics doesn't sell them anymore. Uh, <laughs> In the arms and I can't, I can't find anything even remotely like them um, that I like. So, God, am I going to have to resin cast these? I guess. I don't know what else to do. So, looks like I'm resin casting some fucking buttons. Ah! Um, that's gonna be fun. Also, Final Fantasy XIV players can't fucking read, change my mind. Um, there have been so many times when, like, it happened with Innocence. It was, it was advertised as a learning party, which means it's, you haven't necessarily cleared it before. It said, first timers welcome. It had the little sprout icon. When, when in the chat we were constantly discussing, like, oh, I haven't done this before. I'm watching the video. I'm almost ready. Okay, let's go. And then, like, we put down markers and everything, and then people rage quit on the first one because it wasn't, because we didn't clear it. Like, it was a learning party. If you clear it the first shot on your learning party, you're a god. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> why the fuck are you doing here you're a god you might as well just jump straight into farm party um but and it's happened before i've seen it happens all the time like what the fuck do you mean this is synced content well it said synced in the description bro like final fantasy players just can't fucking read party finder um or they expect perfection when it isn't warranted um and then the last thing I'd talk about was, do you do you want to do the trial at the end and talk about your salt first, and then we can talk about the trial, or? Yeah, sure. Let's do it like that. Um, we also have, uh, oh, I'll do the and I oop. I'll, I'll talk, we can talk about it together. Yeah. My first piece of salt is this. Hold, hold on, you need to. You hear that? I don't know how you couldn't hear it. Because it's so fucking loud. That's my chair. I've had to, like, very carefully not move. Um, and you can still hear it fucking squeaking, but I try to not move that much. Uh, because that's happening. I don't know when it started. It was like... But just before I left to visit Kay, it started very quietly. And now, every time I get up for a while and sit down in my chair, it sounds like it's dying. I love the look of this chair a lot. Um, it wasn't super... It wasn't... It was a cheap chair. Let me put it to you that way. 
Um, but that doesn't matter because it's a chair and also it looks nice in my room. Um, but like, how am I, how am I to record sounds? Like I was recording for Jake and I'm like, God, I cannot move. If I move, I will die. Um, yeah. So, and I gay sit and maybe that's how I broke the fucking chairs because I cannot sit in a chair like a normal fucking human being. Um, I did see this chair that looks perfect for people who gay sit, uh, where you, like, can cross your legs on it. I, I don't know. I don't know if it would... And it's supposed to help your posture, but it sounds like a lie. Um, <laughs> you underestimate my power to have bad <laughs> posture. Um, so, yeah, my chair. Fuck. Uh, I mean, like, I'm going to try and do some stuff to see if it helps. Um because there's no reason to throw out a perfectly good chair just because it's loud, but then also, like, I record a lot of sound, and so, like, this, this can't, <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know why this is happening. I'm a good person. Um, maybe when summer comes, like, it, like, everything will loosen up again and it won't do that anymore. Um, because it is cold. And then, uh, fuck that peanut baby. I don't want to see it. I don't, like, I am bitter as shit, okay? I'm, I know this. I know I'm a bitter ass hoe, and I'm, I, like, I'm even a little cynical about Baby Yoda, but at least when they, at least when Baby Yoda was gonna come out, like, the, the one, I don't know if it was the writer or the director who was like, don't make merch of this, because we don't, um, yet, because we haven't released it yet, and we want it to be a surprise, and blah, 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 which is a very hard, uh, thing to ask of a manufacturer in Disney was really angry about it, even though Disney has more money than God, so I don't know what they're worried about. Um, they, like, the... I, I I get that, and I get everybody um, loves Baby Yoda, and, you know, I'm gonna let people enjoy things, but even... I'm just this... I like Baby Yoda, too, but I'm just the slightest bit, um, what do you call it? Uh, cynical about stuff like that and then then the then fucking the peanut guy releases the what's cuter the baby peanut or for i think it was a super bowl commercial with the baby peanut and they're like is what's cuter baby yoda or the peanut and then everybody on my dash was like i will crush the peanut into dust for to feed baby yoda um and i'm like i'm so tired of looking at this peanut and then you just like reblog it you're like retweet it and i feel like people don't know how twitter algorithms work but like why not why not simply take a picture of the peanut and not like retweet it from the creator because even if you're roasting it <laughs> roasted peanuts even if you're roasting it it's still like they're getting the feedback i don't know i'm sick of this peanut um stupid angry thing to be angry about but like fuck this fuck this nut fuck your nuts fuck your nuts um that's that's an audio post waiting to happen uh <laughs> Um, and then we did, uh, Kay and I were playing some good old-fashioned Final Fantasy, um... This is the combined salt portion. (laughs) Yeah, so, like, I feel like Kay and I, uh... Oh, I, I, I guess, like, I still have a lot to learn to be comfortable in the game. Like, Kay has definitely played longer than me, and Kay gave me some really good advice after this first run through about when to hit Rampart, um, in the middle of pulls. Uh, but I, um... Like, I, we go in to Expert Roulette, and I swear I have never had this happen in Expert Roulette. I've had it happen in 5060, but I know that I'm getting more comfortable in Final Fantasy because I didn't cry, but I was very angry. 
Um, and you're like, but Jesse, why would you cry? It's the only game. And I'm like, I hate human beings a lot. <laughs> uh, nah, that sounds bad. Not all people, but you know what I'm saying. Like, human stress gives me anxiety. Yeah. We, uh, I don't like it when people... F- we've talked before oh, about how, like... You're pretty comfortable with tanking, but you're still more conservative with polls, whereas I'm more comfortable with the game in general. So even though I haven't been tanking as long, I'm, it's easier for me to just YOLO pull. So I was encouraging you to pull more in this dungeon. Yeah. Because <laughs> I knew where the and polls I, were and where they had to stop. Yeah, because I definitely was like, okay, how long does this pull go to? Because I was like, you know this and dungeon, because like, there was a while where you were just getting 20. <laughs> um, and he was like, more. So we get in. And Kay and, and like uh, you know the music starts playing I'm like oh the twinning Kay you know this dungeon well like we can we can do this so I start pulling and right away I notice that sorry everyone about this fucking chair um right away I notice that like uh I'm I mean it is my job to mitigate my own damage with cooldowns and stuff but there was one point where it, I didn't think it was that big of a pool. And um, I saw my life go flash before my eyes, and I slammed darkest night, blackest night, and um, then I slammed uh, abyssal drain to like both give me a shield and uh, lift my health a little bit, you know. Um, and I was like, "Whew, that was close!" And then the healer, the healer wasn't actively healing me um, often while we were doing pulls. I don't know if you noticed this, but uh, they would heal me in between pulls, which is interesting and a strategy for sure. Yeah, I mean, this um, was a scholar, and scholars are based more on mitigating damage than, like, panic healing the way that white mages are. Yeah. Uh, so that might have been... I mean, for all I know, that's a legit strategy. I don't know how to fucking play scholar. We've discussed this. I don't this. know how to fucking play scholar. <laughs> I, I also didn't see... Uh, eos very much so like they also weren't yeah. really using eos that much EOS um, was so they... there it's just like she's hard to see especially in a mob of enemies i just uh like i i think that they were they were heavily relying on me to mitigate my own damage which i guess fair enough i'm a tank um and they did not but like other like the summoner who didn't raise the scholar when the scholar fucking, died i have some fucking thoughts about that summoner yeah, but the summoner was like, "You need to fucking heal because yeah. I will say that." Let's do the we'll, the whole story here because the fight didn't we'll start get, we'll get, after the first boss. Okay, so we get to the we get to the first boss, and you know, um, I think that went relatively smoothly, yeah. even so, though we had that little yeah. So there was snafu. one point um, where there's there's a there's a bit where the boss casts a stack marker, and you're supposed to stack up in one direction. And then there's a second stack marker, and you're supposed to move out of the flames and stack on the other side of it um, to mitigate that damage. And I had the stack marker, and I didn't move, so we died. It was my fault, um, and this I took the, su- the summoner with me. Um, and the summoner released to start because the healer didn't immediately pick him up, whereas I sat there and waited, and the healer did eventually raise me. I was like, "What's going on?" We still, we still made it through that boss. Yes. I would like to, to say that we did not wipe to that boss. Um, so you know, it, we had some stuff, um, and then, and then, uh, this we I, I, I did a big pull right after that pull. boss. Yeah, I did a first big dick pull, and uh, we died. Yeah. Um, so the healer died, and, so, and the summoner didn't the fucking do anything, which really annoyed yeah. me as someone who has summoner and red mage at 80, where I'm like, hey man, you're the panic button. 
what are you doing? I know it's not your job to raise, but it would be really helpful if you'd pick up the healer in this instance. Bro, bro, bro. Yes. So he did not pick up the healer. Um, and then the, I, Jesse will take the fault for the salt beginning to flow free because, um, I was not in a particularly, uh, forgiving mood for some, you know how some days you just, you just, you just won't. get, you just, you won't. just won't. <laughs> um, and I, I get that, like, not everybody knows how to use their aggro, uh, it's not really an aggro combo, but the thing that you use, because aggro combos technically don't really exist it's an in AOE this game, combo, but your aggro, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, like, uh, I, but I, and I get that, but I'm also doing expert roulette as a tank, yes. and so I was like... So the healer and says, I'm, I had aggro, and you said, I yeah. was trying to get it off, and he was like, did you use your aggro combo? And that's where it all began. <laughs> and that's where it all began, because for some reason, I think, too, um, I've noticed, I don't know if other people have noticed this, um, but, like... It, and it is, I mean, like, I will say, like I said, I'm still learning how to use the game, prop, how to play properly. Um, but I will say that no one ever speaks to me when I play on my alt as a dude. But when I play on my main as uh, Sappho, I do get surprisingly more comments on, do you know how to well, do your... your uh, alt is on a different data center. Yeah, on a different data center, too. So I, think, so I don't know. I think that has more to do with it. Ether kind of has a then reputation the, as being a little shittier than primal and not that there's no like, one shitty on primal there's shitty people yeah. on every data center but ether, every ether has center, like gilgamesh so i don't even know where these people were from i was so I think angry one was that from I, cactuar and one more was from sarg i think um but so like he says you don't do you know how to use your aggro compo and <laughs> I'm me who never says anything into the chat, especially to the healer, says, um, you know, it turns out I do know how to do that. <laughs> well, he said, did you use your aggro combo? But yeah, yeah, you responded. Turns out I know how to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was a mistake. Yeah, because even but... at the moment I was kind of like, bro, come on. <laughs> well, okay. Listen, I just like saying, I'm saying this. I'm in level 80 fucking, co like, content, and I'm wearing even higher level, like, the almost the highest level gear you can get from, like, the end game raids, and it's tank gear. So, like, I feel like if you picked my gear and, like, thought about where the content was, it is a little patronizing to be, like, do you know how to use your aggro combo? You like, did you that. use you your, aggro use your aggro combo? But who the fuck says that? I'm just saying, like, ugh. Uh, and, like, I have, you, like, basically, like, I, all I do was slam fucking Unleash, right? And even Nikki was saying that, um, sometimes when they play with their friend, their healer friend rips aggro off them and they have to slam the, um, their, like, Unleash equivalent. Like, it's just a thing that happens. And, like, people, a lot of healers think they don't have to mitigate, but, like, you actually have to, like, pay attention to what you're doing. Yeah. Um, healers can't but, mitigate anymore, also, to be fair. Um, there's no, like... I don't even remember what that spell was called. Diversion. That doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, but it's it's like, it's just, it's just not like, it's I'm not just saying that it's like. It's proof, is what you're saying. Yes, exactly. And so, like, I was just, I was just angry. And then, um, what, but what was funny afterwards, after a certain point, is that, like, like, I, like, that was all I really, like, said is, like, okay. And then I said, okay. 
because he asked me something. He said something, and I just said, okay, whatever. Um, and then uh, we go to do it again. Then the summoner fucking die. starts in on it. So Yeah, so then the summoner starts fighting him. And so then the healer, the healer who is fighting with the summoner goes, well, if the tank used cooldowns. And I was like, yeah. so then I just typed in the chat, Jesus. There was, <laughs> was this weird thing that was going on because the, the healer was blaming you and the summoner was yeah. blaming the healer. And like, I genuinely think that that first wipe was just an accident. Like, it, was it just happens an accident. sometimes. Nobody was really at fault. But like we were just, and like I've I, like I've been in situations where we've wiped there before, and nobody has ever said anything. Like I just, I've never in my life. Um, and it was so weird. And then, then once it once this started, there was a point where I just sat down on the ground because the summoner and the healer were yelling in, and I'm just uh, like, Mom, Dad, stop fighting. <laughs> I was like, please. The last thing I said into the chat was Jesus. When he was like, um, when he was like, if the tank, uh, I hate. Oh, that's another thing I hate. That's why I just said Jesus and sat down because like that, them's, I hate when people talk about me. Like I'm not standing right there reading the chat because I'd already answered him in the chat. So he knows I'm reading it. And that's why he did that. Um, like I, I wanted to fucking brawl him, but I was just like, I just need to sit down here. Um, and then, so then I tried to pull less, yeah. and then that- Well, like, the summoner also was getting in on the healer because he didn't immediately pick him up in the first boss when he and I got killed. And yeah. the healer was like, why would I have to heal DPS if the tank has aggro? Which is not relevant to what he was actually arguing about, first of all. But also, like- Yeah, because I would like to say that I 100% fucking aced that. I know that boss fight. We didn't open any fucking containers. We did the last second right before the boss died, so it didn't matter. Yeah. (laughs) But, like... And then the second time we did it, it like, the second time we did the dungeon, that didn't even happen. So, yeah, yeah, no, it was fucking... So that... They were having that argument. Yeah, they were having... So then I tried to do a... So the summoner and the the scholar started having an argument about the exact strategy for those stack markers, and I was like, I've already taken the blame for this wipe, that wipe. Can we please just... And, like, so then... I'm, I tried to do a smaller pull, and then they started pulling more for me, yeah. and I was like, fuck, what do you want from me? And then we fucking wipe again, right? Because again I'm like, like, you can't heal the tank to full with these mobs, stop pulling more. And I was like, oh my god, oh my god, please. And, and he's then, screaming about cooldowns. Because then in the, ch- <laughs> in the chat, uh, this is in burned into my mind in the chat very quickly while they were talking it's like are you just being lazy and i was like oh, 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 oh. i and then i told i i think i said on twitter i'm like this is what it feels like when you're in a band that's breaking up <laughs> like because all like the just the pure fucking chaos of the, it was like we were all in a four-way marriage that was failing right before our eyes and we were trying to have a mediation hearing and it wasn't working so then there was a vote abandoned and all of us immediately were like smash that like and subscribe button if you want to vote abandon um because we, we were getting the game, cut the twinning but with different people and cleared it with no problems not a single problem i don't think we wiped once nope Nope, not a single wipe. And so I was like, hmm, yeah. hmm. In between, there's one I gave you the advice. I was like, hey, on big pulls, um, pull the first group, slap one of your cooldowns, and then keep running. And yeah, because I, I feel like Rampart is probably the best one for that. Rampart um, and Shadow Wall, yeah. Because but... they're like the physical yeah, damage cause... reduction ones. Rampart just lasts longer yeah, than Shadow Yeah, because Dark Missionary only really works uh, 
for um, magic damage. It's a magic damage shield. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm always like, how do I know when it's magic damage? If it's like electricity uh, and fire and stuff like that is magic damage. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, uh, I definitely, so like that one's pretty much useless for pulls like that. Um, but yeah, I, I think it was adding Rampart, um, cause I, I, and then like Rampart and then using Shadow Wall when Blackest Night was on cooldown and Rampart was on cooldown. Um, and then as always slamming the shit out of Blackest Night. Yeah, and like, um, I, it's funny cause sometimes you'll get parties like that TM. And other times you'll get parties where you're wiping, but everybody's just like, whatever. Because I got that um, yeah. run of Academia and Eider where I was tanking, and the healer was like, first time! And I was like, fuck. <laughs> I was like, I'm about, to, I'm about to make this healer shit their pants. And I'm just like, hey, this first pull's real scary. Because <laughs> I always do yeah, the, the full. And the Chad The pull. Chad pull, as I called it. And um, I, like... I ended up dying during that pull, but we still cleared it. And I was like, so there aren't any more like that in the rest of this dungeon. And they were like, oh, thank God. <laughs> but we wiped yeah, on the final boss of that one. Yeah, and I did the same pulls one. that we wiped on before. And, like, um, and I was, as we were doing stuff, I'm like, God, I have I have so much trauma from this last run. Because we would hit the same space that where the fighting happened. And I'm like, uh. And um, there was one point where the healer was standing right next to me. And I was like, did I make a mistake? But the healer was just spamming holy. Yeah, I so, could hear the... the uh, it makes a very distinct sound effect that I'm familiar with from my yeah. days of spamming holy. So <laughs> Kay was like, they're just spamming holy, so they have to be there. And I was like, okay. Yeah, it's the same for, I didn't know if they were babysitting um, me. Scholars, um... Uh, I can't remember what the move is called. It's like emergency tactics or something. Um, but it, they also have a big ground AOE that they were like, they like punch the ground and you have to be like inside the enemy mob for it to work, but it makes more of like pew, pew, pew noise. Mm. Yeah. Cause we had a, uh, the second time we did it, you were, you were barred. I mean, you were barred the first time. So it was barred me as, um, dark Knight, And then we had, a white mage and a uh, dancer? Question mark. Ninja. 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 Because he did the that thing, got, and I was the like, ninja "Ate shit on the last boss, <laughs> and it was really funny." <laughs> and I do. I also remember it was a ninja because he put his sand down, and I was like, "Hold on, I gotta move this mob into the sand, or the yeah. ninja will fucking flay me alive." And he also scared um, you at one point because he did like uh, I think it was trick attack. And you're like, he he has like a, a Power Ranger <laughs> move, and I was like, "Did he?" <laughs> Did I fuck up? Um, I'm like, sir, please, I'm sensitive. I'm sensitive, Aubrey. We just went through some shit. But yeah, that was that was not a fun time the first time. But then the second time we were fine. Yeah, weird. It's so, almost like the other guys were the problem. It was so weird when they started fighting. I was like, what is going on? Yeah, like I like, knew the why. The was ostensibly defending you, but not well. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> I, like I wasn't gonna fight the summoner. I wasn't. I was. The summoner I was really also a douchebag. I was. If it had continued, I would have started fighting the fucking summoner. Because, um, actually, I actually I did fight him a little bit because um, he was like, we died in in the first boss and no heals, and I was like, he healed me. You just didn't wait. I mean, I wasn't getting very many heals. I will put that out there. Yeah, but, but like, he did I, pick like me I said, up. I think he, he was... did heal me to full. So like. I think he was just expecting me to mitigate damage much more than I was. Um, I think he might just be used to that as a healer, so he wasn't, like, prepared. Uh, but 
I, I don't know, but like the, I really like the idea of you and I in this parking lot brawl, and each of us is fighting the person. <laughs> like I'm fist fighting the healer who was a Lollafell, by the way. No, the healer was a and, cat boy. Uh, oh, the healer was the cat boy, and then the, the summoner, was, a summoner Lollafell. was. Yeah, God, so much, so much happened in that Chili's. Uh, then we have to talk about the trial at Evermore. The trial. So part of this... You, you can take the lead here. Yeah, so people... Like, they've been kind of building up to having some sort of trial in Evermore for a long time. People have kind of been asking for it. Um, and now they've learned that that's a fucking mistake. The Evermore writers are leaning over the balcony like, never ask me for anything ever again! Um, but um, they introduced a new character this season named Uriah Dickens, who is a um, lawyer. And he's... I'm frozen again. Okay, there we go. I mean, I can hear you. I know, so but my audacity freezes, so I'm kind of nervous about it. Oh, but it's, it's yeah, back to normal. Um, anyway, he's a lot. Um, and he was kind of brought on early on to, like... Um, he was doing a lot of the property sale stuff that was going on earlier. Um, I didn't talk to him very much. Um... But since I know things about law, we did have one good conversation. And that was really my only experience with him. Um, but boy, howdy, was he obnoxious as a defense attorney in this. And basically, it was so it was Miss Ginley's trial. Um, and she was on trial for the murder of the Frost Lord, um, slavery of the Light Elves, um, poisoning, essentially, with the pies, uh, kidnapping and assault of Mr. Sykes. I think that covers everything um but uh mr sykes was the prosecutor so he dismissed the kidnapping charge outright because it's kind of inappropriate to have the victim prosecuting that charge um but after that Mm. so someone not like a person who works there but like someone told me that that was only supposed to be like 30 minutes um and I like I don't know where she got that information. I don't. I can't really like claim it and that's as a none source. Of my um, it sounds about right though, because thirty minutes is like a good amount of time for a scene like that. Hang on. Okay. Um, but it went on for ninety minutes, and that was way too long. And at some point. I could see Ozzy, like, walking around the perimeter, and he kept whispering to people, 10 minutes. Like, I could tell that that's what he was saying, and no one listened to him. And it was just Uriah the entire time shouting, objection, objection, objection. And, like, this is where my... And there was another person, another world walker, that also has legal experience and, like, knows how this is supposed to work and was also really frustrated with us for the same reason. This is where our legal expertise got us into trouble because his objections didn't make any fucking sense. Um, some of them were valid. Well, listen, I'm not a legal person either, but when he was like debating whether or not um, the like the the slavery yeah. thing about whether or not yeah. they were enslaved, also, his, like, his it doesn't matter argument, because the charge is slavery. Charge the charge is having slaves, like, well, they were not happy one time, where they, so they were, weren't slaves. And it's like, that's not how it works. With like, what the fuck, Uriah? No, but like, what the like, fuck? They all got dismissed in, in ways that, like, it was so bad that some people were yeah. thinking that Seftus was replaced with a changeling. Like, or there was, there was some kind of plot point as to why he was making these horrible decisions. And I think it was just that, like, 
it, it's it's my impression that actors aren't necessarily given like a script. They're just given an idea of what needs to happen, and they do a lot of ad libbing, um, which is usually pretty awesome. But I think in this case, it just made everything worse because like Uriah's points really weren't argued very well, but he had to win. Um, so. And maybe I'm totally wrong. Like, I don't know a ton yeah. of behind-the-scenes information. For their plot to continue. Um, so maybe I'm totally off-base there, and they did have a bit of, a bit more of a script. It should They should have had a lot more of a script, to be honest, because this went on for way too long. It was so frustrating. People were started arguing in character. Sykes and Uriah almost threw hands at one point. I wish they had. That would have been way more exciting. Um, and also probably pretty in keeping with ye old courts. Uh <laughs> Uh, I, this is funny because I just sent you that thing today about the um, congressman in um, the 1800s who threw hands with the abolitionist in Congress in during a Congress meeting and almost murdered him. So, like, like yeah, yeah. in keeping with... Uh, and you said that in, in law sometimes, it, like in court, sometimes it looks like yeah, people are going to... Yeah, I mean, hands. people get passionate, right? But... Um... Yeah, this is exactly why I can't be a lawyer because I, I angry exactly cry. for the reasons I just I would never explained. be able to be a lawyer. Um, but it, yeah. There another funny thing about that though was at the end people clapped and you turned to me and were like two people clap in court and my friend and I were both like absolutely not. <laughs> but <laughs> but back in the day when before like TV and radio when people would go to public court hearings like. It's not really the case nowadays that people like go and watch court hearings. Um, yeah. And you can't, you're not always allowed in. Like a lot of hearings are public, but not all of them. Um, it, but like back in the day before TV and radio, people would go to court hearings as a part of, as like a form of entertainment. And back then they would get, they would applaud. But nowadays it's a oh, huge faux pas. Like you don't clap at the end of a trial, uh, generally speaking. <laughs> But I was just like, my sum total knowledge of um, law begins and ends with uh, copyright law. But uh, is this something that people do? And yeah, we were like, absolutely not. You'll get kicked out. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just like, it was just so poorly done. There was a lot of like vent threads um, posted to kind of be like, okay, just let it out. Um, it That trial aged me like. 20 years it was just so bad it was really frustrating um and so i mean what i what i learned from that basically is that if there's ever another situation where like we're going to put these people on trial i'm going to ask who's involved and if i find out that uriah is the attorney on either side i'm just going to avoid it and um yeah also I need to be less afraid to leave early in those situations. Um, cause I kept thinking like, it's surely it has to be over soon. And it just kept fucking going. And of course they returned a not guilty verdict because the way that it was set up, there was no other choice basically. So. Yeah. And like the, f- the funny thing was, is, um, a character in character. I don't know what her name is. Uh, asked me if I was surprised by the outcome. And I said, no, and uh, she was like, oh, really? I was like, I knew 20 minutes in that um, she was going to get away with everything. I think I might and, have been one of the light uh, Yeah. Uh, and she was like, oh, really? 
and I was like, yeah, I think that, I mean, I think she was, um, asking, but then when I said that, it seemed like she actually was cataloging that information for some kind of, like, meeting on how they thought the trial went. Yeah, there's definitely, I mean, I've talked about this before, but there's definitely been instances when, um, something would happen and a character would respond in a way where they're like, yeah, we know that the GM's fucked up on this one and we're going to fix it in the future. But, like, in in character terms. (laughs) Yeah. Like you, like you know that they're like gaining information on how it how it was perceived by the, um, like by the people going there. Yeah. I did have a. She did volunteer my information for me. So last time I went, I was a little bit um, less shy the second day because I had a second day to warm up. But I was much more shy this time, um, and like, but she was talking very quietly, quietly to me. And Kay and I and um, had been discussing like how. Um, magical law needs to be integrated into the Evermore um, system because they don't really use magical law right now. Um, And it's part of the problem. And so, uh, but then they were like, well, how would we do that? Because we can't, um, because when I was talking to, is it Sykes who is the other person on trial? Is that what you said? Yeah, he was the prosecutor. Um, He's like, well, we can't prosecute people for magic because they're allowed to use magic. And I'm like, well, what if you classify different kinds of magic under certain weapon classifications? Like we do with like, certain objects and um he was like oh and then like handed me gold and i was like i don't i don't have anything to do with this sir but i hope that helped you but like i wasn't going to share that information with anybody except for this lady but then she was like sykes sykes this person has an idea oh yeah that's right ma'am yeah i was like ma'am i'm too shy please (laughs) i don't remember who, who it was that said that but yeah um yeah and he paid you for it yeah, he paid me for it. And I, I told him. At first, he like he had a very valid point. We can't tr- we can't like make magic illegal. And I was like, well, but different types of magic. I mean, like yeah, I mean it's the same as how crowbars like, yeah, aren't illegal. You're, but you're, like when you hit somebody with a crowbar, that has a classification. Your kitchen knives aren't illegal, but you still can't stab someone with them. Yes, exactly. A chair isn't illegal, but if you hit somebody with it, it's assault with a deadly weapon. <laughs> um, yep. But, like, yeah, I told Sykes, I was like, you did as well as you could have in that situation. Um, which he thanked me for. He had, like, 90 minutes of prep time. Um, and apparently a world walker that has, um, some form of court or legal experience kind of coached him on it. Not me. Someone else. Um, which is kind of funny. Yeah, I love that. But, um... We, it was when we were talking to Estegon that we heard the drum and we kind of talked about that a little bit, but the the drum was coming and there came Ulfdrat and he went inside and confronted, um, I don't remember who he, oh, Seftis. He confronted Seftis about yeah. the verdict. Um, and so that, that scene is available on YouTube on Evermore fans, by the way. Um, a lot of, the trial is also there if you want to feel my pain at least in YouTube format, format, you can skip through the boring parts, um, which is most of it. it, except for when oh. was like, "Objection, he's dead." Yeah, that part was fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> that part was fun. Ursa's testimony was also kind of interesting. Like, it was extremely frustrating because he would not let her get a sentence out. Um, but she started to like. I, I do lose like that when fucking she... mind at a certain point because she was so annoyed. And I do like when um, there was a point where like we can't promise that uh just because you let her out that she'll be safe and then you hear all the wolves go oh yeah in the background and he's like, like was that a threat threatening 
they're threatening my defendant. And I think Steph just basically told him to sit down. Um, yeah. But there was also a great part where um, he made an objection and Steph just, just screamed overruled in his face. <laughs> Silence. I also objection. like the part where Septus was like, "Silence, don't you understand?" Yeah. Septus <laughs> uh, did the best he could as a uh, no, he didn't. Fucking executioner who suddenly has to be a judge. Septus is qualified to practice law. Yeah, but I guess. Um, no, I think he actually did pretty poorly. There was half of those objections should not have been sustained, but whatever, whatever. <laughs> well, like, but also like. His character, when he was asked to do this, he was like, why me? And then they said, because you're the only one qualified to practice law. But I get the feeling that, like, to to take that position, but I get the feeling that just because he's technically qualified doesn't mean he knew what the fuck he was doing. I guess. So, yeah. Ozzy was really smug. Because he just... Because he was God, like, I... he was like, this is what I've been telling you all along. It's impossible to prosecute magic. And I was like, you're right, but you're still an asshole. Not if not if world walkers get together and find a way to do it and then submit it to the DMs. Be like, excuse me. I never want to have to sit through another one of these things ever again in my entire life, so here you go. My advice would just be, like, don't hold trials in Evermore anymore. Just hand wave that the person's being ta- dragged before the Queen's Court in London or whatever and just, just let it go. I don't want to see this again. This sucks. Yeah. My review, 10 out of 10, bad times. Zero out of 10. And I felt bad for the people on the, like, jury panel, because they definitely, like, were just stuck there. And I also feel bad for any brand new World Walkers that came in and were like, is it going to be like this all the time? Because I don't know if I would come back. Yeah. And that's a really fair, um, like thing to say because also a lot of people left during the trial yeah they just walked i should out. have but again i kept waiting for something to happen um so i wonder if maybe i i hope somebody like took your eye aside and was like you dragged that out too long you gotta you gotta learn when to pull your punches man that was too much yeah he that guy in general just seems really full of himself i mean Sorry, i guess actor, that's the character but... but i don't know the actual actor at all of course but I know, but like, who does that? I th- I think it's rather the 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 action of dragging something out like that, like, is so. Mm. It reminds me of why I hated other theater kids. <laughs> Sorry, theater kids, but he's theater kid all prime. <laughs> fucking all the time with the fucking. I'm going to drag this out for 20 million years because I everybody wants to see me talk. I'm so special. I'm such a good actor. Wow. And I'm like, my dude. Jesse holds bitterness from theater. Well, anyway, I guess that's all I really have to say about it at this point. Thank God it's Thank over. Thank God it's over. Never again. Um, but, yeah, that's that's our salt. And... Now we're into the imported salt. Um, sorry, my computer like fucked up and wasn't showing me a line. I was like, no, there was supposed to be a second paragraph. Anyway, it comes from <laughs> Lord of the Expired Food and Likes uh, at night underscore twitten. Um, 
when you sort your timetable to make sure you're not teaching on Tuesdays because Tuesdays were super busy last year, send out lesson times to every student and then go to attend the start of the year meeting, only to find out everyone else also moved their lessons to Wednesdays, as well as the school moving all the ensembles to Wednesdays, and now you have to redo the whole dang thing. One day, the school I work at will give us information at an adequate time. One day. No, they won't, bro. Yeah, good, good <laughs> dreaming. Yeah, they will not do that. My I've had friends that have worked at schools for a long time and never have they ever been given any sort of information ahead of time that they desperately needed. Ridiculous. Being being punctual? No. Not allowed. Not allowed. But the students better be on time or they're dead. <laughs> they're dead. <laughs> That's true. Uh, all right. God, one time I got detention in high school because i was late a lot but i took fucking public transportation anyway i uh took bart muni to school every day but i was late a lot so i had detention and you know what they made me do for detention shovel fucking um like uh bark you know like that bark for for the the landscaping thing they were doing and um and like put it into a shovel it into a wheelbarrow wheelbarrow it across to where they were planting these new plants and then dump it out the other way and i was like this all this because i was late <laughs> free labor free labor it's free real estate <laughs> see at my school they just made us sit in a room and stare at a wall yeah no they made us do uh free labor they probably had to do that oh wait you also went to private school never mind yeah. i was gonna say that like private schools have like certain things i mean public schools have certain laws protecting the children not that we didn't but like you know what i'm saying it's a lot more lenient yeah and there were less like with privacy laws and whatnot in the students favor yeah anyway that's our show tonight as we as we talk about the failing american school system <laughs> uh and also a suffering <laughs> um where can we find you on the internet jesse you can find me as filthy wizard on twitter and youtube and you can find me as filthy magic user on twitch and instagram you can find me on twitter and twitch as humanity upgrade and on instagram as crowfeather cosplay you can find our wayward co-host and editor jake on twitter as at jake underscore lionheart you can find our stand-in editor on twitter as at revitar and he also has a podcast that you can listen to and you can find that on twitter as at we're not wizards you can find our podcast on Twitter as at Podcast Salt, and you can find our podcast anywhere you get podcasts, including iTunes, Spotify, Fireside, etc. Um, if you like the show and you'd like to help us out, consider donating to our Kofi. That's ko-fi.com/saltreport. And remember, kids. These nuts. I froze, so I didn't hear any of that. Good night, everyone. I was looking at my, like, my dock that's open, and all I saw was peanut. (laughs) Good night.